So hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Shiny Side Up podcast, dedicated to improved production racing around Australia and hosted by Mick Hazelton and myself, Chris White. Tonight we're again joined by Andrew Mackamot Master for our review of the 2019 Improved Production Nationals in Baskerville, Tasmania. Hope you enjoy the episode and please like and subscribe for future episodes. We're also keen to speak to anybody from Tasmania who can give us some insight into local Tasmanian drivers. So if anyone out there would be willing to come on the podcast uh, between now and the Nationals and give us some insight into the local talent who will be appearing at the Nationals, please hit us up on the Facebook page and we'd love to have you on the show. Hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Shiny Side Up podcast with Mick Hazelton. Hi Mick. Hello, hi everyone. And Macca. And uh, how are you doing mate? Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, yeah, good guys. Good to be back. And uh, tonight we're going to have a chat just about the Nationals. Uh, so special episode tonight. Uh, when we're uh, we're going to look into the uh, expressions of interest that have been put in for the Nationals. We don't have a current entry list yet, which is interesting. We might have a chat about that too a bit later, but really um, trying to just come to terms with uh, this interesting Nationals field uh, at an interesting track under interesting circumstances down in Tasmania. Really a lot to talk about. So, guys, first of all, Mackie, you, I guess, are the only one of the three of us uh, actually going down to the Nationals. Are you all ready to go, mate? Uh, no. <laughs> Um, I've got hill climb nationals this weekend up at Bathurst, so I've kind of got to get that out of the way. Um, and then I might think about changing a diff ratio, but all, all going well. I think everything's more or less ready to go. Good stuff. And what are your uh, plans in terms of getting down there and, and what's, what are the arrangements like just for those of us who aren't attending? What, what, what are the logistics like getting the car down to Tasmania? Um, so we'll, we'll drive, Christy's going to come with me now. She wasn't sure if she could, but she's got some time off work. So we'll drive down to Melbourne Wednesday, um, and jump on the boat Wednesday night. It's an overnight boat. I think it leaves ballpark six and gets in at six the next morning. Uh, and then Thursday, I think it's about a three hour drive from, I'll probably get this wrong, but from Devonport to the track and then, yeah, hopefully get up, get set up Thursday, ready to, ready to have a crack first thing Friday morning. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of a bit of a, an adventure, but it should be good. Your first time taking the car to Tasmania? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've been been down there a couple of times, you know, as a tourist and to to drive some of the the Targetas roads and things like that. But um, definitely the first time headed across on the boat. So hopefully cool. I don't get seasick and spew everywhere. <laughs> good luck, mate. <laughs> and Mick, Mick, have you ever been to Tasmania or um, to race, or or have you ever seen uh, any of the tracks down there, basketball included? No, I missed out on both karting and race car events that I had opportunities to go to and, and never went. I've travelled around there, beautiful, beautiful little state. I love, it's very similar to New Zealand, a lot of the countryside there. I'd love to visit it, but I haven't had a chance to have a drive anywhere, unfortunately. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, I, from from my perspective, it, it seems that this track in particular is best known for its historic events. Um, but it seems like we've got a, a pretty strong local improved production contingent supporting the event, which is good. But in addition to that, uh, a number of interstate folks coming. Uh, it's good to see, in particular, a lot of Queenslanders going. There's in 10 or 11 Queenslanders going, uh, four yep. or five New South Welshmen and a number of Victorians, a couple from South Australia. I don't see any West Australians making the trip, which is probably understandable, really challenging for them to get over. But um, I think it's great that the Nationals has brought a lot of the locals out. They've probably tried really hard to get their cars out and get them out of the sheds because I can't see results where there's 15 
Tasmanian improved production cars in the state round. So it's great that they're all out ready to go now. Well, absolutely. We assume ready to go. If the Nationals has done that and sparked some life in some cars and given people some inspiration to get the cars out, then that's great. It's great news. Yeah, very good. So I don't know, fellas, whether you just want to go through the list top to bottom and have a chat yep. about each of the each of the people who put in expressions of interest, and then maybe at the end we can circle back and maybe give our predicted top three, and we can come back and uh, after the nationals and and you know with the benefit of hindsight demonstrate how wrong we were maybe. But um, uh, obviously <laughs> first first up and going this is purely in numerical order, so perhaps it's no surprise. Uh, um, Ray Hislop's at the top of the list as number one. Um, Ray's chances at Baskerville. Um, firstly, maybe you, Macca. Uh, what do you think of Ray's chances at Baskerville, knowing what, what you know of the track and, and, and obviously knowing about Ray? Uh, I don't think you can discount Ray anywhere. Um, even if it's perhaps not suited to his car, he's certainly got some, some knowledge of it, you would imagine. And, um, you know, he's got a, a great team behind him that will no doubt set the car up as best they can for that track. So I'd, I'd think he'd be right up there for sure. Right, self, Mick? Yeah, I'm the same. We saw the last couple of nationals. So even at the bend, he turned up without testing beforehand. So Friday was his first roll around the track in the car. So he had to learn what to do and he wasn't faster straight away. And cream rose to the top an old phrase and he ended up winning yes he had a lot of challenging laps to get there with the other two Monaros but he still got there we saw the same over in WA he wasn't the fastest and he was having problems putting the power down and then he sorted it out because he's got the car that can sort it out and he's got enough engineering support around him and knowledge himself with how to steer and what to do with the car and tell the engineers obviously to be able to fix that and if he couldn't do that, then he wouldn't have got the car fast and won. So we know he not just knows how to steer, but he also knows how to help his help get the car fast as well. So he's going to do it again. He's going to be fast. Well, I'm not saying he's going to win. Like um, There's probably many things that could happen, but yeah, it'd be hard to take that number one sticker off the side of his car, I'd say. Yeah, I have to agree. I think, you know, he's obviously developed the car so much over the past 10 or so years that he's been running it. He's got the car to look after its tyres, uh, in spite of the fact that it's big and heavy, uh, and it hooks up. And and I think that... That was the all luck... the Ned Camber. Yeah. So him and y- Yokohama found that out at Phillip Island when they were destroying tyres. It's because they leaned the tyres over. As soon as they stood them up, problems went away. If you're listening, Zach, as soon as they stood the tyres up, <laughs> problems went away and they went faster. I also heard whispers that he that he he's running a lot of spring rate too. Um, mind you, again, that's all speculation, and who knows whether that would also be the case at a track which doesn't have quite as many fast sort of flowing corners as Phillip Island. So, uh, I think the only question's got to be um, the tightness of the track and, yeah. and the fact that you know, it's tire. not it. Yeah, evidently not a big horsepower track, and where he has shown some mortality, you know, that, that he is mortal, he's shown it in, at, you know, not surprisingly, at tighter tracks, you know, like uh, Wakefield Park a couple of years ago and like um, over at Barbagallo. So, you know... The only it, reason he lost at Wakefield because he put in the sand. Yeah, yeah, but, but he, he was, was a put long in way sand. Front. Yeah, but he, he was also being put under pressure, and he was forced no, he to push... Well, no, he wasn't. He was cruising. Yeah. 
He's cruising. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> look, I'll beg to differ. Uh, but look, if if I, I agree, look, he's got to he's got to be the favourite, if not one of the top two or three. But um, and 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 whoever wins is going to have to beat him, and he's not going to give it to him. So, um, yeah, I think he's I think he's got to be right up there. So, yeah, good luck, Ray. Um, next. So one what you're is... talking about, I just want to comment on that about. Yep. So this, it's not the tight tracks, it's the bumpy tracks. And it's mm-hmm. because of a lot of spring rate. So the easy way to get a lot of performance out of the AO50 is to run a lot of spring rate, not much bar. But then if you've got bumps, it's very hard to control it, even though the heavier car does can ride bumps better. That's where he's had issues. It's putting power down when there's bumps around. Mm-hmm. So he had it at Clipsal, the Adelaide track as well. Took him a while mm-hmm. to dial it in, hopping curbs, because usually it's so stiff and on smooth tracks like Phillip Island that's why he's so damn fast with that setup but then he's got the skill to to read the yeah. car read the track and then change the car and it's fast again yeah yep mm. so uh, next next one on the list is Justin Wade uh, it looks like Justin's bringing down uh, the M135 which is I think a, a newer car or it's a car that I'm not sure maybe it's not that new but I'm, I think we're used to seeing him more recently in the E90 M3. But, yeah, he's taking the M135 down there, which may be a good call. Um, Mick, what do you think of Justin's chances in that car? Well, I like the 135. The, the M1 platform is a fantastic little thing. Makes a great race car. And I haven't actually seen his M135 run, so I don't actually know the car. I've only ever seen him in the M3. But, yeah, the M3 wouldn't have been very good there. So maybe trying... The 135 is a great move by him. What do you much think, Macca? You're a BMW guy. Yeah, I'm. I'm not so much into the into the newer stuff, to be honest. But um, yeah, he's obviously chosen that for a reason. So I, you know, he's again, he's he's not silly. He knows what he's doing. So fingers crossed, he'll be competitive for sure. Mm, I'm pretty sure I saw him run this car. I might be wrong, but at that televised round of the Shannon's Nationals at Queensland Raceway. And also, he might have run it at one of the later rounds at Morgan Park, maybe even more rounds than that. Uh, and and it's 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 already sort of towards the front of the Queensland field. So I think he'll be competitive. Um, whether he'll be, I think it's I think it's probably yeah. Well, time will tell. But it's probably the right choice. I agree with you, Mick. It's a better choice than the E90 for that tight track, at least in yep. theory. So yeah, good to see. How anyway, you got to pull uphill. The the big fat M3 is no good. Yep. And um, so Chris Thomas is next on the list. Uh, Chris Thomas from New South Wales and East Tirana. Um, Mackie, you were out there racing with Chris on the weekend. How do you think he'll go? Yeah, I reckon Chris will go well. He's um, he's a, a good steerer and, and doesn't mind skidding it around and floating it around. And, and he's aggressive, like he'll he'll push. Um, he'll make up spots wherever he can. And, and whenever he has dramas, he always sort of fights his way back. He's, he's been doing a bit in um, hysterics as well in another LJ. So... He should be reasonably match fit, even uh, <laughs> even if he hasn't done a lot in IP this year. He's he's certainly been thrashing the other thing around, which is which is almost as quick as the IP car, I think. So, yeah, uh, all right, Chris, I reckon you'll go well. Mick, yeah, same. Can steer, aggressive as well. Goes for holes, stays on the outside line when someone's going up the inside of him. Gives him room, but you know makes him hard. So that's how you got to drive at a nationals. I think the car will be really well suited. That LJ in that platform is really good in the first half of every straight. Like it, even though it's only got a four speed, it gets the because of the understeer in the car, it pushes so heavily off turns that 
in the way he drives it, it actually gets up and goes and the torque is quite good. It just suffers a bit from mid straight on, really. And he can't hold, hold the mid-corner speed of the better chassis cars, but he drives through it. As, I don't know if you've seen his in-cars, but he just about tears his arms off trying to hold the, the, the steering wheel. He's pushing that hard through the car with that big, heavy steering of an LJ. So he'll really suit the track. I think the car will really suit the track, and he will be, in my opinion, in between the fifth to top ten easily all weekend. Like, that's where I think him and his car will be. That'd be good to see. Next one on the list is uh, Jason Grimman and his um, uh, big Commodore, so second to the Queensland entrance. What do you think, uh, Mick, of his chances? I haven't seen him run for a while. Has he running? Has he been running this year? And not that really I've not. seen. No. no. Yeah. So seat time is always a problem, especially going somewhere else. He might have developed the car, but from what I remember of the car, it needs its corners, like its mid corner speed. He holds good mid corner speed in that car. It's not one of the most powerful Commodores, and so you know it's not known for blowing by everyone down the straights, but it's still grunty. But it keeps its corner speed up. And he drives it well around. I've seen Morgan Park and the, and uh, the paperclip, Ipswich, and he and he holds good corner speed. But I just don't know if that's with that car from what I last saw it will be a good thing at that track. I don't. I'm, I'm not sure. I haven't seen it ride bumps well. I haven't seen it, you know, in tight twisty stuff. But it does seem to hold mid corner speed. So maybe we'll get a good lap time. But I don't think it's powerful enough for how fat it is to be a Nationals fast car. Yeah. Macca? Yeah, not, not much to add to that. I, I don't know the car too well. Um, he'll be up there. He'll be sort of maybe, you know, top 10 or, or thereabouts, I would have thought. Um, yeah, Depends on how fast these Tassie guys are. We don't know Agreed. how fast the I, locals are. I yeah. don't know many of them at all. Yeah, which which brings me to the next entrance. Um, we've got a couple, actually. So we've got Steve Gangell in a... VR Commodore, we've got Ayrton Richardson, who I believe is running under two litre in his um, KE35, and Adrian Millington in another Commodore. Um, do any of you uh, know any of those guys? Sorry, fellas. but <laughs> No, unfortunately not. So, yeah. No, I haven't seen them. Oh, apologies. Apologies. I, I, I haven't seen them race, and I haven't. If I have, I haven't taken note, unfortunately. Mm. And. And just just a, another shout out while we talk about it. And um, uh, again, thanks for uh, showing class, mate, and giving Zach a crack in your car a couple of weeks ago, um, mate. That's a great thing for the IP community, and we do wish you luck uh, in unders next weekend. So good luck, mate, and uh, we'll come back and talk about unders maybe uh, a little later. Lee Forrest, though, another Tasmanian, we know him. How do you think Lee's going to go, Macca? Uh, you can't discount him. He'll be he'll be up there. Maybe he's not as as top three as he has been in previous years, but um, you know, again, he'll he'll have some local knowledge, no doubt, and that's a, a punchy little nimble car. So uh, you know, he'd he'd have to be up there, there or thereabouts, I'd imagine. Mick. Yeah, yeah. If if Lee knows the track, which I assume he would, he he should be pretty useful around there. I've found that Lee on new tracks isn't that fast, like compared to tracks that he knows inside out. So. When he gets the Bathurst every year, puts on a good show and really pushes through. But like at the bend, he, he didn't have this car speed that I thought he was going to. And when he came to New South Wales, he did not suit Wakefield at all. He just couldn't work it out. 
So, you know, if he knows the track, then the, the car's definitely going to be good there. We've all spoken about it, and we think that early model turbo platform's going to be a pretty useful thing around there with the way the track is. Yeah, well, I can I can tell you, I've seen uh, in-car footage from other cars uh, with Lee in front of them, uh, and he knows the track, so he'll be he'll be he'll be good. I think handy there, uh, and um, yeah, it'll be good to see how he goes. Hope the car holds together, and um, hope he can uh, keep it at the front, and he'll yeah he'll challenge. Um, Mark Baldwin in the EG Civic. Now he's a Victorian under two liter competitor. Uh, I've seen a little bit of him on Revheads Review. Either of you gentlemen know much about Mark? Is it a black? EG, is that that car? I, I can't oh, remember. I, I can't remember, but, but yeah. I do recall that he's, you know, sort of been top two, three in unders down in Victoria at a couple yep. of rounds this year, I think. So yeah, um, that car might have been damaged actually in the in the last round potentially. Oh, was it? Maybe Brad Blunt and him had a coming together, but I, I might be wrong on that. So I, I don't know whether it's whether it suffered any substantial damage or not, but um, he might he might have some work to do. I don't know. Mm. Which brings us to. Brad Blunt, um, who might also have some work to do in the 36M3. Maka, do you know anything about Brad? Uh, again, another BMW uh, competitor. A little bit, and and very very brief little um, back and forth I have with him. He he may not be going. Um, right. He I suffered some front end damage, I think. And, and oh yeah, that was. I'm not thinking. The, um, I'm recalling. Is he the, the car kennel guy? That's I believe the black so, yeah. BMW right. with the gold accent. Yeah, it's a pretty car. Um, yeah, but maybe not. So I think he might have just repaired some damage on it recently as well. Yeah, that's he, yeah. He may not be there again. I, I feel bad because I don't know the details of this, and we're, we're speculating on all of this. So uh, if if we get it wrong, I do apologise. We might do this with a few people, um, but we're we're doing best guess. Yeah, actually, I do recall now that that was on the last Redheads. No, the BMW spun around and the and the, and the poor Honda behind him. Went right, in, right into him. Um, yep. All right, next one up, uh, Troy Marinelli. So, Mick, how do you think Troy's going to go down there? Yeah, it'll be good. I think a good platform down there. A bit fat, the LM Nissans, but it's, the car's good. He knows how to steer. He's been around the top 10 in the last few nationals, so it'll go well. It'll be a good thing. It'll ride the bumps well. It'll look after its tyres. It's got the same size tyre that the big Falcon's got, so the, the 200 SXs won't have any problems with tyre. And yeah, I think he'll go quite well. Macca? Yeah, not much to add. I think he's he's pretty experienced. He's been around, so he'll um, you know, he'll get his head around it. He'll be, he'll be up there. Ian Statham, one of those South Australian Magnus. Uh, Macca, how do you think the Magnus will go down there? It'll go well. They'll be on it from the get go. It'll um, be very good. Hopefully, hopefully, I might be able to dice with them. But I, I reckon they'll be pretty competitive there. They're they're not too bad. They're punchy punchy cars and and down at um, the bend, I think he was doing all right as well. So, yeah, yeah. I, I reckon they'll be up there. Yeah, it'll yeah, be a, it'll be a surprise car. Yeah, it'll it'll be a lot further up than look. They always are a lot further up than people expect because they just see Magna and just go, Ugh, you know. But they actually do make a good car. Those guys have really got them sorted out, and I think the track will really suit the front wheel drive, Torquay Magna. I think yeah. it'll be a, a lot faster than a lot of people will ever think it's going to go around there. And I think I fall into that category of people believing that they'll never be fast. I, I find it hard to ever think that a Magna can run at the front, but, you know, um, seeing is believing. And, they've, you know, a lot of recent nationals, they've been they've been up 
towards the front, you know, back to Phillip Island and certainly at the bend. Uh, they, they just continue to surprise. I don't think so. it'll be right at the pointy end, but it'll mm-hmm. be a lot further up. It'll be closer to the top 10 than, than you would expect. Yep, which is often the case with those things because I don't expect them to be anywhere the top 10, top 10 <laughs> but there you go. Stephen Jukes, uh, another Queensland BMW. Um, we've seen this car before. Mick, how do you think Jukes is going to go down yeah, there? Very, very well. I reckon he'll be, he'll, he's my pick for under three litre. Definitely mm. going to be the fastest under three litre car, I think. Then Maybe except for Zach? I was going to say car. I'm saying car, though. So oh, I think right. car is going to be the fastest car, but he might get outdone by a fast kid. <laughs> <laughs> thing, Zach. So I think, yeah, I think the, the BMW is his car is a very good car. We saw it tail and bend. It was mm-hmm. the fastest under three liter car there, and unfortunately, it broke while he was jetting away from the other under three liter cars, and only just like in the second group off the Monaros, like it was just him next. So I'd expect him to be fast if he gets his head around the track, and then. Yeah, pretty much it's going to be he's the one that Zach's going to have to be fighting for the under three litre championship, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Maka, what do you think? Um, yeah, it shows how much attention I pay. I was kind of hoping he'd be 3.2 like all the other beaten ones. But, um, yeah, he's he'll be quick for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think he'll be, you know, top 10 potentially. Um, Maybe it is a 3.2, Maka, but for some reason I remember him at – the bend being under three litre for some reason. It, it may well be. I, I don't have a memory, so I can't yeah. comment on that, unfortunately. Um, That's something we can check well right. facts, yeah. Anyway, well, we can we can check into that. So another Tasmanian, Farrell White, uh, running a Commodore. Either of you know Farrell? Whitey. No, I, got nothing. I guess the answer is no. <laughs> uh, sorry, Farrell or Farrell. Um, yeah, good luck. Um, okay, next one's interesting. Adam Poole's Monaro. Uh, we yep. we all love this car. Mick, how you reckon he's going to go down there? Yeah, I think it's going to be jet. We all know it's going to be a jet. From what I've seen, doesn't look after its tyre as good as Ray in the Falcon. I don't know if it's Adam hasn't got his head around it as much or if he's just getting excited on the throttle being his hometown nationals, first big nationals. And, well, he did do Phillip Island, sorry, before that. But... You know, he was leading, so maybe he overcooked the tyre by just trying too hard to keep in front, which is completely understandable. And the, we all know the Monaro doesn't have very good geometry in the rear end, so it does hurt its rear tyres a lot earlier than the Falcon. So I think that's going to be its downfall with that big long left pulling up the hill in the middle of the track there. I don't think that's I don't think it's going to be very good there, but it's still going to be fast. It's going to be fast. He's going to be fast. And it's going to hopefully be one of the cars racing Ray. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I suspect you're right. It's going to hurt its uh, rear right tyre in particular and probably its front right as well. Uh, Macca, what are your thoughts? Yeah, kind of what you guys said. I, I think it'll be, you know, blisterously, blister, I'll spit it out, blisteringly fast um, and maybe a bit maybe a bit skinny, maybe a bit loose in the rear. So he, he may well chew up some rear tyres. Um, but it'll be good to watch. Yeah. It'd be great yeah, to watch. Absolutely. Great car. Good luck, Adam. Jason Wilmot, Tasmanian RX-7. Do either of you know much about Jason? No, sorry. No, sorry. All right, we'll move on. Peter Draheim from Queensland, another RX-7. Do either of you know about Peter? Was he in an RX-3 previously, perhaps? I don't know. Not not yeah. sure, but there is another fast RX-7 up there. It's not. He's not going quite as fast. 
as Zach, of course, but... Isn't that Ashy's Racina's car, though? Um, yeah, I didn't think it was... Uh, it could be. I'm not sure. Because Ash, uh, I think Ash has been top three, top four in Queensland this year. Uh, yep. In his RX-7, he's pretty rapid, but I'm not I'm not sure if Ash is, is getting down there. I don't, I don't know if his name's on the list. We'll have to keep going with that. Sam Hines, another RX-7 from Tasmania. This car's for sale, and I, I think we talked say, about it. Is the a, red one? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a few weeks ago. It seems like a pretty well-developed car, um, but whether Sam's, you know, had the seat time to, to um, you know, to, to, to push it towards the front uh, and exactly how good the car is, I guess we'll see. Yeah, it was advertised as being at the front locally a lot, so it should go all right. It's got all the bits like we've spoken about before that make an RX-7 go well. London. So I, I think a lot of the, the locals will be a lot faster than we know they, they can be because we just don't. We haven't seen um, them. The unknown factor. We've the just, unknown factor. Just like, don't know. Yeah. And no yeah. disrespect to any of these guys because we... No, not at just, all. It's... We just have no familiarity, so... Again, so the only times I've seen it's when they're racing Super GT, I think they call it, and then they run a few different categories together and there's a few IP cars around. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, I haven't really seen any Tasmanian racing. So sorry, guys, I don't, I don't really know unless I've seen you in Victoria racing, then I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Sorry. Yeah, I have to agree. And But, but look, we'd love to be surprised by some, some Tassie guys turning up with pace. So uh, good luck, guys. And I'm expecting it. I'm expecting we're going to get surprised by a few fast locals. Hometown advantage. Got to be. Yep. Same probably goes for our next entrant, Matthew Grace, uh, in a Nissan something. Who knows what? Okay. Um, sorry, Matthew. Scott. Unless Williams. that's a Nissan Leaf, it should go all right. <laughs> Cedric. <laughs> we'll see. It could, it could be a Pulsar under two-litre car. Who knows? But but that's part of the issues with these EOIs. They're a bit vague, some of them. Um, but the next one isn't. Scott Willings, WRX. Um, Macca, how do you think that car's going to go? I think you've seen that car before, haven't you? Yeah. Um, that that may well be quite well suited to um, to Baskerville, from what I've seen. So yep. fingers crossed that's, that's up there. Um, I don't know how many other four-wheel drive turbos are on the entry list, um, but I, I reckon that should be pretty punchy out of the corners. That should be good. Mm-hmm. Mick? Yep, same. I've seen it. It's fast. Even at Bathurst, it goes well. Uh, Scott can drive well. And the only thing I'd be concerned about is uh, front tyre push. For a lot, You've got a lot of accelerating and turning corners with the four-wheel drive turbo. Late models aren't usually that good at if they've got to accelerate. If they're holding corner speed and turning, then they're really good. Or if it's a short turn, short, sharp turn, and then a hard punch off the corner. But turning and accelerating, it's not it's not their strongest point. Mm. And you need to have good diff trim to get that to work well. So I don't know. I haven't seen it on those type of corners. But I do expect it to be very, very useful. And, yeah, I... I'm thinking top five car for me. Cool. Matt Logan's big late model Holden Commodore, another Victorian entrant. Uh, Mick, how do you think he's going to go? Be similar to Grimmond. It's not far. Like, I've raced with Matt. Knows how to steer. Keeps keeps it clean. Races well. But it's not fast enough for how bad it is to be... Like, it doesn't accelerate well. It's like, you have to have a, a very light, very well-built and suspension-controlled LMV8 to work at Baskerville, in my opinion. You can't just rely on your top because there's no top speed advantage. So all the all the Commodores that are just good cars and not great cars are going to have an issue. It's not going to be that special at all. Yeah, Mac, do you agree? 
Yeah, I, I don't remember that car specifically, but um, yeah, kind of what what Mick said. I think did I? Yeah, I think it's the blue, silver, and black one with Mac on the side. Um, yeah, oh, that rings a bell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's yep, the car. That's him. Um, yeah, I've so, raced uh, with him a few times in 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 Victoria. Been around the same speed at Phillip Island as him. It's um, yeah, it's good good battles in the rain and in the dry with him. So yeah, it's. If it's around me, it's not that. It's not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Logan Moore, Macca, how do you think he's going to go? Yeah, he'll he'll be up there as well. But I, I I feel like I'm throwing all these Commodore guys under the same bus. But mm-hmm. I I think he he may well suffer from rear tire abuse as well. Mick. Yeah, I I feel that Kyle's car needs the middle of the straight to the end of the straight to catch mm. back up. We're just not going to have it at Baskerville, but. If anything out of the late model V8s, I think the VRVS or the VNVP platforms would be the best cars to have down there because they're the lightest for how wide they are and how they put the, I think they put their power down not too bad because the live rear end means the geometry doesn't go wrong, just stays within its not desirable limit, but at least they know it's not going to move around. So maybe it'll, it could be one of the you know top performing of the, let's call the second tier cars because you know we all know Paul's car and Ray's car are the top two tiers in this field top mm. two two cars in tier one I'd call it for the late model V8s so I reckon Kyle would be right behind them one of the fastest of the V8 cars yep yep I'd have to agree he, he tends to surprise uh, at nationals he he, um, he he steps up so that's fast uh, like at yeah. the, so Zach couldn't get him at the paperclip I don't think but the track suits the car yeah. We're at Morgan Park, you see him from mid straight on, he starts catching back up to make up for the disadvantage that the big heavy car has for the rest of the track. Yeah. And I just don't think Baskerville's going to promote that catch up. I don't think you're going to get it. So the next guy, uh, Andrew Macker McMaster, and his cheap and cheerful BMW E30. Mick, how do you think he's going to travel? I think if if Macker does his homework and actually watch some videos of where the track goes, I think I think he'll go all right. But if it's anything like last time we went down to the bend, and he got lost halfway around, he didn't know where he was going. So it took him took him the first day just to work out which way to turn. So, so place your bets on whether you think he's done his homework or not. <laughs> <laughs> he has admitted to having the memory of a goldfish. So, uh, But there's fewer corners at Baskerville to remember. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Mac, are you taking new tyres with you or anything, or are you going to run uh, uh, I, No, no. I bought, some, I bought some new tyres on the weekend. I just chose not to use them. Oh, so, there you um, go. Yeah, you've got to have something in reserve in case it's wet or... Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, it would be silly not to make uh, as big an investment to get down there, and then and then not at least have some some tyres for the final, or at least the you know maybe I won't use new new treads through some of the heats, but um I'd like to have it there if I wanted to use it. Mac, I reckon I reckon you'll do all right, and uh, I, I do all right too because he drives similar to Chris Thomas, pushes the car well beyond where it wants to be, and I think that's going to suit Baskerville. Yeah, Might sneak into the top twenty. I think that's probably is is a good good weekend for me. If I can get towards the the top twenty, I'll be happy with that. Good goal. Good yeah, goal, man. Good good luck, mate. And 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 yeah, we'll be we'll be pulling for you. Rodney Gates in a Destin sixteen hundred, uh, another Tasmanian. Um, either of you know Rodney? 
No, nope, sorry. I don't even know if it's an under or an overs car. No. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. it's yeah, tough. Sorry. So good luck, Rodney. John Perkins in his RX7. Now, I think um, we haven't seen John for a little while, but John's well known in IP. Um, Mick, do you know John and have you ever raced with him or against him? Or Yeah, I've been on the track with him and I've spoken to him and he's, when I've asked him for, say, gear ratio, diff ratio advice for different tracks, he's always been forthcoming. Nice guy. And he's Definitely made some fast cars down there with the Wrecker Boys cars when they were running. So, but I'm, I'm not sure if John dedicates himself to being fast or if he's just using his car as a testbed platform for customers. So I'm, I'm, I'm not sure because he seems to be quite innovative. He was testing bye-bye throttles last time I saw the car down at Phillip Island and having a bit of problems with them, getting it ready for customers. So... If he's if he's got a, something special and developed something, then you know he could come out with a car that's putting the power down a bit better or something than than the other Mazdas. But I I don't think it's he'll be at Zach's pace. No way. Just because mm. young fast kid and someone who is developing a car are two different animals in a car. That's for sure. Yeah. But it's still yeah. go all right. Like a John will be a good target for Macca. Mm. You know, like there you go. He should be a little bit faster than Macca, and I would expect Macca to race his way towards the RX-7. Yeah, might have been similar down at um, the bend, I think. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably go along with that. He's probably a bit quicker than me. Because usually, you know, they are, his rx is very good half straight on. So it, I'd imagine that down at the bend, you'd have trouble in a lot of the straight straightaways to keep with him. Sure. But, but at Baskerville, I'm expecting, I'm expecting you to to be up around him, that's for sure. Sure. Cool. Me too. So Nick, next one's an interesting one. Peter Casado's Escort. So that's an unders car, if I recall correctly, um, and relatively quick. What do you guys think of Peter's chances? Yeah, Queensland think, car? Yeah, Queensland car. Yeah, I think it yeah. I think it ran at the Northern Territory round as well, didn't it, of the supercars this year? Yeah, it? first first placed under two-litre car at that round. So um, obviously got a little yeah. bit of pace. I think it was eighth overall at a track which, you know, favours horsepower. So... Yeah, I'd I'd say that you know he's out of the non-Tasmanians, he's one of the favourite unders cars, that's for sure. Yep, Macca. Yeah, I don't I don't I'm not sure that there's a super strong under two letter contingent, so he he may well be he's in nice. the box seat. Good luck, Peter. Next one is someone I think both of you gents know or at least know of is Bob Brewer and his Commodore. Um, Macca, what do you think of Bob's chances down there? He'll come. He'll be. Quick-ish, but maybe not too far in front of me. Um, uh, probably won't went... suit his car, I wouldn't have thought. No, nah, his yeah. car sucks at Wakefield. It absolutely sucks over the bumps. He needs he needs a straight line and a smooth track for that car to work with the yeah. way it is. I don't think he's, he's putting time into developing it or, or himself no. at the moment. So uh, And the other thing it be... is it needs new tyres all the time. So. Yeah. On the new rubber in quality, he puts down a lap, but then as the weekend goes on, the car gets worse and worse. He loses a second lapping tyre deck at Eastern Creek during a race. So it's, yeah, it's not going to work down there. But good on him. Maybe he's just going for a holiday. Yeah, maybe, I, had, maybe I had the same thought. It might be, yeah. A, yeah, it might be a tourist trip. Oh, well, good good on him for supporting the Nationals down there, and, and uh, good luck, Bob. Next one's an exciting prospect. Uh, our friend Zach Hudson from Queensland in his RX-7. Mick, how do you think he's going to go? Yep. Yeah, he's going to go really well. He's going to go really well. I, I'm still just, you can't go past those top two 
LMV8s. They're just going to be so fast. But if we get a full green flag final and the tie deck kicks in and they're there fighting each other and Zach doesn't get held up in his own battles with maybe some of the 200SX turbos or anything else that's fast around his speed, then I'm hoping his young driving will just keep pumping out the lap times all race long like he can up at Queensland and then we'll see a big chase down at the end and then hopefully hopefully some exciting finishes. That's that's what we all want to see. And I'd, because we've spoken to Zach as well and he's got an RX-7, so obviously I'm favouring him as well. But I think we all want to see a really, really good race in any race, never alone the Nationals. And I just think it would be great if we don't get any safety cars to see if he can chase down those two big LMV8s towards the end of the race. For sure. Macca, what do you think? Yeah, he'll be quick. Um, maybe he knows something we don't know, but if he can if he can stand the front tyres up and get the thing to break um, better than perhaps it was um, and get his head around it. I bet he's, he's done the right thing and gone down there and got some, some practice in, so he's obviously pretty keen. Uh, I think he'll be right up there. Hmm. Um, next one is another interesting... I think this is the car we talked about with Ash, Mick. How, um, could there the, be another Snarian? Oh, who knows? Probably, maybe. There could be, but... I'm pretty sure Ash told us that it was still running around somewhere and he thought it got sold from the New South Wales owner recently in the last couple of years and went to an IP guy. So maybe this is it. Maybe it's turned up. Maybe, but, maybe. Look, I think it's as an early, it's an early model turbo. It's it's a bit fat for an early model turbo, but they're a nice chassis. Like they, they handle well for what they are and the car should have enough grunt being a probably a 4G63 turbo still. So I would assume that it's going to be a pretty useful thing, and I would put it probably around the uh, John perkins Macca battle. Mm-hmm. Macca, do you know anything about this car or about James nah, I, I don't, unfortunately. You never saw um, it in New South Wales, the dark orange, nearly red Mitsubishi Starion? If, if I saw it, I don't recall it, unfortunately. What sort of vintage are we looking at? How recently was it raced? It would have been around... From my memory, 2010 to 2014 era, around there was the last time I saw it in New yeah. South Wales. So it would have been close to when you started, but it might have been just before. Yeah, I don't recall that one, unfortunately. But, you know, it should be a reasonably good bit of kit. Um, and, you know, turbo, hopefully punchy out of the corners and reasonably light, I guess. It's a nice-looking car. It got done up. It went in, got in magazines. So it's, it's, a pretty, it's a pretty build. That's why I don't remember it. <laughs> it's not black enough um next next car is um drew lawrence's uh 200sx i'm not sure if this is aaron lawrence's s13 or someone related to aaron maybe his brother or someone running a different car do either of you know drew and a 200sx Nah, it, it may well be what what you're suggesting there but i'm i'm not sure unfortunately Mick? I, I i don't know either but it's Last name spelt the same. It's from the same area. It's the same type of car. So if you put some assumptions in there and say right. it's either the car or built as a sister car, then it should be good. Mm. It should be good. Yeah. If it, if it is anything like Aaron's car, that's going to be, I believe, a top five car at that yep. track. Yep. Um, but we'll see. Adam Williams. Either of you know Adam? No, sorry. No, I don't think so. And Neville Haynes from Queensland in a Commodore. I'm not sure I call Neville either. 
No, sorry. Sorry, not ringing any bells. Yeah. Um, next one I, I've seen on the Victorian Victoria. video. Yep. So it's Craig Casper's um, RX7. Mick, how do you think he's going to go? He'll be around Perkins, maybe a bit quicker, but it's not a it's not a shoots or a Zach Hudson level RX7. But you know, yeah. still still go all right. Yeah, Mackie, you agree? Yeah, I, I know of it, but I, I don't know any specifics of it or how, how quick a car it is. So, uh, yeah, we'll go with what Mick's gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next one, um, Rob Braun's E30. Macca, how do you think uh, Brawny's going to go down there? Yeah, he'll he'll go real well. He's um he's been doing a bit of travelling around, and getting up to Darwin and and doing things like that. So he should be reasonably match fit, I would hope. And he's fairly clever, I think, on on getting the thing to put power down. So um yeah, I would hope that he'll be um at least top ten and and maybe a bit better. Great. Yeah, I agree. I yep. agree. I think it, I think it'll be around the top five to top ten sort of era. Right on the back of the of the next group behind the top two, so he'll be in that Zach Hudson, Stephen Jukes sort of area and lap time. Yeah. He'll work it out. The car's good. He's he knows what's going on. I think that'll suit the track. Will suit the car, and yeah, he races well. So I think it'll be exciting to watch. You'll be in a good battle there. Yeah, and, and, and Brawny can get the car to hook up, and I think that's the thing. It'll handle well, and I think the 30 suits that track. So I tend to agree. He'll be right up there, and he's experienced, and, you know, he's not going to yep. bin it. He, it'll, he'll, be, he'll be right there. After um, following Macca's car through bumps and the way it puts powers down, the E30, I think, will really suit Baskerville too. I think you're right. Yep. Neil Crow from Victoria, VH Holden. So this is uh, an, an early model V8, V8 car. Yeah. Um, Mick, how do you think it's going to go? Great guy. It, it's similar to what Worrell's car used to be. It's 15 turns lock to lock on every straight. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, the thing's too crazy. I don't know. <laughs> it looks scary on the in-car sometimes. So I just think it'll be not good there, not confidence. Unless he's fixed all those problems, then the lightweight, VH should be okay there if he can get its power down and ride the bumps well. But from what I've seen of it, it does not. So yeah. I, I think it, it'll it be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fun to watch. And, but, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how he, how he keeps that thing straight ahead and going so well. It must be terrifying some of the times when it gets over bumps and gets loose. Hmm. Macca? Yeah, same same again. Bit bit tight and twistier. It might be a bit of a handful to to get the power down, but um, I'm hoping I follow up for a little bit and watch you do some skids. <laughs> skids! Good to watch. Good to watch. Graham Wilkinson. So Graham's a, an IP veteran, as I understand. Um, that, is that Escort Nova's car? Yep. Yep. So, 2.4, yeah, maybe a Jury Tech. Uh, it's a great little car, and he's yep. a top bloke as well. He's a really nice guy. So how do we think yep. he's going to go? One of my favourite cars. I, I don't think it'll be RX-7 fast, not the fastest RX-7s, but he'll be around all the other RX-7s and, and Macca. I reckon it was, it'll yeah, it'll go it'll be better than what people... Up with Chris well. and in front of me. Um, it's a quick quick little car, um, and, and he knows how to steer it, and, yeah, I reckon he'll, he'll do pretty well. Yep. Because it's light, it'll really suit that track because they're very light, those old Escorts. Cool. Um, and interesting, another early model V8, uh, local guy, Jared House, in a, an A9X Tirana. How we think, uh, well, I mean, I, do you know Jared at all, either of you? Skids, that's all I know. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be skids. 
so they're light as well. They ain't on really light, but I've like Eldridge's black one from South Australia and Paul Rules A9X from Victoria. Like they don't steer well. They they go fast and the drivers are really good in them. So if Jared steers his well and it's set up well, he'll be able to put some lap times down. It's just the tired deck's gonna kill it. It's just gonna be too yeah. hard to keep straight in a field yeah. of national drivers and a national cars. I don't think it's it'll be fun again, another fun one to watch. Definitely yeah. another fun car to watch. <laughs> So next one's interesting. That's Nathan Robertson from Victoria, and he's fairly new, E46M3. Mick, how do you think Nathan's going to go down there? Well, he's from what we've seen, he's put some more engine in it, and it's doing some lap times that were a lot faster than what I'd expect it to go. So I think it's going to be just like Dukes' car. It's going to be right up there. It's going to be one of the fast of the second T cars, definitely one of the fastest and he's been driving really, really well at the front of the field of Victoria. So another another car I'd put in that around the 5th to 10th fight. Yep. Macca, do you know much about Nathan's car or have been following him? No, I've seen what he's been doing and he's been, been right up the front there and pretty consistent. So um, I think uh, it, it'll probably go pretty well down there. I think they're generally a pretty, pretty well-balanced chassis, which should suit the truck. And, and if, yeah, if it's Mick was saying it's got some more grant, then uh, it should go well. So, yeah. Top 10, hopefully. I hope Nathan has put that bigger motor in it because I think if he has, I agree with you, Mick, he'll be Duke's pace um, yep. because he's obviously got the handling sorted out and he can drive it. But if he's if he's short on horsepower, that that's – look, it's not a huge horsepower track, but it's obviously – But you know yourself, when you're racing against other horsepower cars at the same lap time, usually you're going to be behind them by the end. Mm-hmm. If you're doing yep. the same lap time they've got more power than you, generally – you're yep. not going to be in front of them by checkered yep. flag. Yep. Unless they shoot their tyre from using the horsepower too aggressively. Mm-hmm. Next one's another local, Scott Arthur in a Commodore. Either of you know much about Scott? No. Nah, sorry, another one. Next one, uh, car 888 Cam McKinnon in a Datsun 1600 from Victoria. Do either of you know much about Cam? I recognise the name, but I, I can't suggest that I, I know anything about him, unfortunately. We spoke about this before with Zach. If this is the XL kit that was run in the front of the Hyundai series, then he can steer. And if that's an Overs under two, I'm sorry, uh, early model turbo, that's in 1600, then I think it's going to turn some heads as well with him. Sure. If it's the kit, then I'm thinking it is because he definitely was very fast in the Hyundai series. And as we spoke about with Zach, there's lots of people putting a lot of effort in to be fast in that series. So if you can be fast, you, you mm. definitely know what you're doing. Yeah, for so, sure. Yeah. If you're it's not... an unders car, then it's just the wrong chassis, isn't it, for being yeah. a fast unders car? But maybe it'll still be up there because we think that the Mark II of Casado, yeah, that's it. So if we if it can be fast, then that's in 1600 could as well. Sure. Uh, next entrance, interesting. That's Harry Cooper from New South Wales. Um, uh, I think we were talking off off air, guys, about the fact that it seems Harry might have sold his car. So, assuming Harry doesn't turn up, then that probably means the the undersfield is is kind of it's open for someone to to um, to have a crack at. Yeah, Reynolds is fast. Wade Reynolds from SA yep. in under two liter. He's got so, the Sprinter, hasn't he? Yes. Yes. It's a very well-built car. So if he – there's a question mark there. So I don't know if that means he's got another car or another unders car or gone overs. I, I don't know. 
But if he is running unders in the car that we know, then, yeah, I'd put him up there. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And we've skipped one, which is Trev Spiteri Trev. now. Macca, how do you think Trev's going to go down there? Yeah, he could be quite the smoky, I think. he um He's had a pretty good year. He had a bit of bad luck on the weekend with some ignition problems, but I'm sure they'll get their head around that. Um, I think the car will be reasonably well suited to the track and Hanny can steer. He's been giving Kingy a hard time all year, so... Yep. I I'd put him in the top ten for sure, and and hopefully you know maybe close to the top five. Mick, I agree, I agree. I'm thinking yeah, close to the top five. I know we've put fifteen people in the top <laughs> ten, but hard hard not to. It's hard not to you know, but yeah, Trev, because we know we know him and we know the car and we know how well he's been driving. Plus the Evo six is a bit lighter uh, than the later model Evos. I'm pretty sure it'll only be the same. It wouldn't be any lighter than. Willings WRX, but I think him and yeah, him and Simon's cars are going to be very good. They'll be they'll be very good. Two things that excite me about Trev. Firstly, the seat time he's had in that car over the past couple of years, and the fact that he's getting it to hook up really well. He's building lap time uh, with what I understand is not a huge amount of development in the car, uh, other than no, just working was. on suspension and. No, they did heaps of engine stuff in the last. Oh, year. did they? Oh, yeah, okay. that's how yeah, I jumped. I think he's that's how been jumped putting a second bit of work behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I was speaking but, to him about it, and they finally built the engine for the restrictor because they were running it as an endurance car before that. Right. So they they just put the restrictor in a, a standard turbo-built engine, so it didn't have any static compression bump in it or anything. Oh, right. Well, that's so they've done what... all that, and that's why it was a jet at the start of the year and went mm. so much faster. They did a lot of testing over the, the summer break last year. Mm, but for him to be giving... Kingy so much trouble too, and we know, you know, Michael's reset lap records this year, and and Trev yep. beat him, beat him um, uh, in a in a fair you know fight all the way to the line in that last race past weekend. Yep. Uh, look, I'm excited for his for his prospects. I think he'll be he'll be right there. Uh, whether whether he's right there with the top three, we'll see. But but I think he's got a good chance if there's an issue at the front, or you know if if. The, the car is particularly well suited to the track. Uh, he'll be, he'll be, yeah. I think, I think he's top yeah, five. And he'll, yeah, and he'll, he'll throw it in there too. So yep. that'll be, that'll be his downfall going in <laughs> at Eastern Creek. He's, he's turned two first lap. How many times has he dropped in the weeds? You know, so if he, if he pulls himself back a little bit, dials down on the excitement a little bit, then I think in, he'll be all right. But hopefully, Trev, if you're listening, don't throw it in the weeds. Please pull back <laughs> a little bit. And good luck, Trev. I think you've got a real good chance down there. And uh, if you keep it shiny side up, mate, I think you'll be towards the front. So good luck and, and yep. get to the final. And then, um, and then uh, yeah, hopefully that four-wheel drive off the start and, and then keep it in front of him. We'll see how you go. We talked about Wade Reynolds already. And then we've got a, a cluster of Tasmanians, none of whom I have any knowledge of. Um, Jens, uh, only you one know name. Only one name I know in there because he used to have the one of our, our favourite cars, Tim Miller's old Boostworks car. Brad oh, Chick. is that Brad Chick? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but now he's got a Commodore. So, right. Because I think that car did not get resurrected after it. No, that was a bad hit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good luck, Brad. Uh, and uh, good luck to all the Tasmanians. Uh, and thank you all for supporting the event. And we hope you all uh, turn up and that your cars are ready and um, that you can hopefully surprise us uh, and maybe show the established guys in IP what sort of engineering and driving talent there is down in Tasmania, apart from, of course, uh, Ray and Lee, who we who we know well. Fellas, after we've now gone through the list, uh, maybe I can ask each of you to go through your top three prospects in unders and overs. 
first we should talk about this won't be a split grid, will it? I don't think so. Are we so going to keep racing? Yeah, I haven't heard any any talk that there there will be separate grids. So, so I would one assume, thing that's, assume not. Yeah. So so, but not just to split from unders to overs, but there's not going to be A versus B heat races, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't read this so hope, yet. <laughs> hopefully they do because that's a big part of the nationals is keeping points your points strong through the heats and yeah. If they don't have that, you know, I just feel for the guys running because you really have to make sure you make the final and keep your yeah. points up to get through. You know, survival in the heats. Maybe that's part of the rules. Race. Maybe nationals do have to have that component. I um, yeah, I haven't haven't read up on it. Um, have you got the supplementary regulations yet? They're on my computer. Yeah. Have you read? Uh, them? <laughs> no, this is going. I think, I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> Okay, so so <laughs> assuming, and maybe maybe this is dangerous, but assuming like almost all the nationals in recent times, including West Australia a couple of years ago, which was probably the most equivalent because of the field size, they ran they ran A B ABCD. You still do they only right? With, yeah, yeah, and 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 so they ran points there. So assuming, uh, which is probably safe to do that they will do the same in Tasmania and we then accumulate points to get to the final. So consistency will be important. Reliability will be important. Uh, Mick, who's your top three in overs? Ray, Paul, Zach, definitely. Macca? Ray, Paul, Spateri. Interesting. I, I, I agree with Ray. I think Zach is going to be right up there. I'm not sure that Paul's car... Uh, and I love the car, but I'm not sure it's going to hold its ties together. And I think he'll probably be good under one lap. But and and he he I hate to say, but I'm not sure he's going to risk the car. He won't bend it to win. I and I think Zach will be brave enough to push. I reckon Zach's going to going to beat Adam. Uh, and third's tough. Uh, I tend to agree. Maybe one of the four wheel drives, Willing or or um. Or Trev, uh, I like them, and the BMWs. There's so many people who could be right up there. I just, I, I'm, you know, I love that Monaro. I just don't think it's going to hold its tires together over a 30 minute it's final. Going to be too far in front. By the time yeah. the tires go, as much as I want to see it, they're just on a different level. They're, they're going to be. I think on peak speed, they're still going to be two seconds clear. All right. Well, that's, that's that'll be interesting to see. Unders is, I guess, maybe a bit tougher. Macca, based on what, what we've gone through, we've got, I guess, we've got Wade Reynolds, Peter Casado, who clearly are going to be towards the front. Do you do you see anybody else challenging in unders there, apart from maybe Dark Horse Local? Yeah, I don't have the list in front of me, unfortunately, but I, I would think, yeah, the two you mentioned would be the lead protagonists, from what I can work out. Mick? Yeah, same. I don't know enough, but the two cars I do know, I think, will be... You know, at the front, hopefully Reynolds is running his under two liter sprinter, or and hopefully no Honda's the, on the entry list. Well, there is, but we think it might have. We're, we're unsure so of it. The Mark Baldwin from Victoria. Oh yeah, the, yeah, Baldwin, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah okay, so gotcha. It, it should be the on paper what we're looking at here with the tiny, tiny bit of information we got. It should be the fastest undercar. By far, yep. But we don't know enough, so I, yeah, I, if he's there, he'll I don't be, even want to throw, throw a dollar at it. Yeah, mm. I, don't, I wouldn't even throw a dollar at it. I just don't know enough. 
it certainly does appear though, based on that, that you're not going to have enough cars to run a what a four or five car, maybe six car yeah. under. Five. They might do a final, but yeah. The only but thing I do know is be... the Toyota 86. If that runs, and if that's a new 86, it'll be the slowest one. Yeah, yeah they are fat, aren't they? Yeah, which is a shame. All they're right. a great well, chassis and a great car. They're just way too fat for our rules. They just don't work in our rules. Yeah, no, I tend to agree. And it is a shame because, you know, there's a lot of them that are going to be coming out out of, you know, the 86 series and also 3E. Uh, yeah, if, which, the, if our rules yeah. didn't suck so much in late model and you could turbocharge anything in late model like early model, then they would make a very good turbocharge late model car which is a conversation for another day not this yeah, episode I'm, <laughs> but, yeah. I'm in a good mood at the moment i don't want to talk about that because it's no good stuff dumb yeah freaking rules that i don't understand mm-hmm. and we'll talk about that another time uh look fellas thanks for that that was good a good chat about the nationals and i think uh, a good opportunity for everyone to hear who's coming uh, and at least our thoughts on how they'll go, and I guess people can make their own make their own predictions, and, and maybe jump onto our Facebook page and you know post who you think uh, might be up there, and whether if you know any sort of secret form about you know who's done what to their car or who might be turning up. Uh, we know that the final entries are still to be confirmed, so um, any information you might have, uh, we'd love to see it. So jump onto the Shiny Side Up Facebook page and, and post that up. Especially um, if you've got any look, info on the Tassie guys, more than yeah, more than yeah, just sure. the, the usual suspects that we know of. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Yeah, we don't pretend to know much about what happens down in Tasmania, but we are excited to see uh, who shows up uh, and the locals, especially if they know the way around the track, that means a lot, and um, and could count for um, could count for quite a bit. And it'd be yeah, it'd be great to see things shaken up down there. And and certainly, you know, when you when we're putting fifteen people in the top ten, that also suggests that the racing is going to be good. So great to see people um, supporting the nationals. I'm not sure if there's going to be a live stream, or you know, I'm sure there'll be Nats off door or my laps or something watching it. So I'll be keeping tabs on it, and, and um, I'm sure you will too, Mick. And, and obviously, Mackie, yep. you're going to probably uh, have your hands full. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's not keeping so. tabs on it, and hopefully he's looking for the cheaper flat. Maybe we can give you a call between races, Macca, um, because uh, I'm sure there'll be nothing for you to do. The card never breaks. So, uh, it's pristine, mate. She'll be sweet. <laughs> good stuff. And, and Macca, good luck, mate. Good luck with the trip down there. Hope it all goes yeah, smoothly and um, hope the car um, uh, performs well, holds together, and uh, hope you have a kick-ass time and um, bring home a good result. Definitely. Keen ass. Bring good it on. Stuff. Thanks, fellas. Mate. That was a good chat. Once again, um, uh, thank you both for your time and thank you to our listeners. Uh, thank you to everybody out there who supports IP as a category. Thank you to the volunteers. Uh, thanks to, uh, I think it's the Hobart Sporting Car Club who are putting on the uh, Tasmanian Nationals and to uh, all the committee and members who are pitching in to, to make the event possible. Thank you, uh, because without you guys and girls, we could not race, and uh, we are very grateful to you all. So thank you. Thanks again for listening. Uh, Subscribe for future episodes, and we'll catch you next time on the next episode. Thanks, Mick. Thank you. And thanks, Macker, and good luck, mate. Cheers, fellas. Have a good one. Ciao. See you later.